I'm driving uh, from Chicago to Wisconsin. Uh, it's a Wednesday afternoon. We're kind of in uh, rush hour traffic right now. I try to get up here a little earlier. Try to leave a little earlier, but had some things to do. Also, uh, bartended last night, so I was there. So close, and uh, so we're in rush hour. And uh, I, I just stopped at. Uh, there's like a part. So I could take I-94, but I like taking no tolls. So I take 41 which is like a highway rather than the interstate. We've got stoplights. This is why we're in traffic right now. I save, or I lose 15 minutes, but I uh, save like five bucks in tolls. <laughs> but I stopped at uh, Target and I got this, uh, yeah, oh, look, at, look at the blend, the coloration. Uh, got a little drink. I like, I like drinking stuff while I'm driving coffee concoctions typically and uh this is a wow what did the menu say like an iced brown sugar oat milk shaken espresso and uh tastes pretty good i don't like cold brew i hate cold brews i don't know it messes with my body a lot more i don't like it um, but we were talking on the trip So the reason why I'm going up to Wisconsin right now And we're also listening to uh, Bob Dylan's Blonde on Blonde album I've been playing that a lot lately I read Bob Dylan's biography And uh, My three favorite Bob Dylan albums There's like this three album stretch From like 65, 66 And it's bringing it all back home Highway 61 Revisited, and then Blonde on Blonde. And the other two I'd listened a lot. Like, um, those were my favorite. And this is like the capstone on it. And they recorded this like in the wee hours of the morning in Nashville studio. And he's worth with all these like studio musicians and some had worked with like Elvis Presley before, but they just usually play background for musicians. But Dylan comes in, and it's, like, totally different. The vibe is different. What did he say? He had guys get out uh, some Irish concoction, uh, Irish drink concoction, and they just, like, party in the studio. And so this album sounds a lot like it's 3 a.m. in the morning type of thing. Um, but anyways, I'm going up to Wisconsin because uh, I'm going to go see my family. So Wednesday afternoon, which is, this is like kind of my whole philosophy of life is that like each day is, is something new in a sense. Like it's not routine. Most people can't just on a, a Wednesday afternoon just like go do whatever they want. Um, but I can right now. And I've been been able to have that flexibility um, with living like a particular philosophy on life um, but I'm going up to see my folks to share with them my experience in Arizona on my friend's bachelor party uh, I haven't I'd rather like I found this out or not found it out but I felt this way 
when I got assaulted and robbed by three gunmen with Uzis. You know, I was in the hospital and I texted with my friend's phone, uh, my little sister, about what happened. But I decided not to tell the rest of my family, and especially my parents, until I had an opportunity to tell them in person because I thought it would just be a lot more impactful and reassuring. So then, uh, so I told my parents in person about this. Because uh, I knew my mom would get worried. If you're calling your, your mom from the emergency room at like, you know, two in the morning, <laughs> that you got assaulted by gunmen with Uzis, like, uh, you know, like. So I told them while they were eating dinner, I'm like, you guys want to hear a wild story? <laughs> and then I told them the story. Um, but I just, I just, I find it just better to do it in person. So instead of telling my parents over the phone about what we did and everything, here I can kind of show them uh, photos or videos or whatever. Um, but it's good too. Like summer in Wisconsin is great. So I just love being back. You know, for my schedule's pretty tight right now. I got a lot of things going on, and in the foreseeable future, I just I don't foresee a period of extended time up there for more than like two days. Um, and I talked to my cousin, cousin Frank, on the phone. We talked for an hour on the phone on Sunday, and. Uh, he wants to record another podcast episode. I think he, he's got a lot on his mind that he wants to, to share or talk talk about. And so, you know, I thought in the next two weeks we could, we could do something. But then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to come up and see what he's up to. So we might be recording um, just to be back in nature again. Now, we were just in nature in, in the desert. That was a good experience. Out in the canyons, and you're seeing, like, when you're driving, I took so many photos. Like, like maybe 2,000 photos. And this gets to, like, what I bring to the table of a group, is, like, doc, I can document things really well. Um, you know, so I'm taking photos, and, and doing recordings of the whole group and stuff like that. I also make, like, great drinks. That's something I don't necessarily think about a lot, is I have so much experience bartending that just making drinks that, like, taste well is just, like, super easy. Because um, I have so many reps doing it. And there's a process to it. There's a science to it. Uh can whip something up really, really quick, really good. Um, and like on the fly, I could make just like our own syrup based on just like simple ingredients, but it blows people's minds. <laughs> Here's an easy thing to do. To make Demerara syrup, just take a cup of brown sugar and then half a cup of water and boil it till it's solid 
and then cool it. Boom. And then you got syrup. How about some simple syrup for margaritas? This one is equal parts. So it's, say, a cup of uh, cane sugar, white sugar, and a cup of water. Then you boil it till it's solid. Now you got simple syrup. <laughs> and then put like two ounces uh, of tequila and another ounce of lime juice and shake it and boom. You got a classic, fantastic margarita. Uh, I probably get along well with the baristas. You know, the craft, the craft of it. But yeah, this is really good. Oat milk. Oat milk is a solid thing. And when we were road tripping in Arizona, uh, my friend Joe, who's been on the podcast, we've had conversations with him before, but we were, uh, when we're road tripping, him and I would stop into Starbucks and just grab something. And we would talk about how it's, you know, Starbucks, wherever you go, in America at least, it's like, you know what you're getting. Um, and that's that's certainly the advantage of a corporation like that um, or a chain, right? Everything tastes the same wherever you go. Starbucks is definitely the chain of all the chains that I uh, patronize the most. Is that the right word? I read Howard Schultz's... Uh, biography back in like 2012 um, interesting guy and I appreciated the concept um, that he used and the philosophy with growing Starbucks I don't necessarily know where it's at right now it seems like their their products are they're making a lot of products to put in grocery stores and stores so you'll notice like all these different drinks, you know, like a uh, double shot espresso cans and like there's these energy drinks that I typically get when I'm uh, driving, like especially from Wisconsin back to Chicago. It's this like energy drink. It's in this like, I don't know, like 24 ounce can. <laughs> and it's like vanilla, guarina, B12, you know, energy. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of that stuff. The beverage industry is pretty interesting. Uh, there's a lot there. There's a lot of consumer products and, and choices for people in America. Um, some listening or, or watching this might be from other countries, but the thing about America is that there's so much choice there's so much choice and you can see it if you're watching on video all the cars that are, are passing me right there's all these different kinds um, but if you go to a store there's just so many options and for me I get overwhelmed with, with like too much and, like too many options it like paralyzes me that's why I, I struggle dating there's just too many options so you gotta like narrow it down um, 
but so, something less significant like beverages, you just stick to what you know because you know what you know and you go with that. Um, I think... So we're, we're driving up and it's a Wednesday. Coming back, I'm probably actually gonna take the train. I'm trying to sell my car. But again, I the part I struggle with most in life is all these like little details. Like listing your car for sale online. To me that's like I can't do it. It's it's like well I do, but it's like such a pain and like I'm just gonna put it on the side of the road, see if anybody wants it. I need some cash flow so I can be more uh, creative with some things. Um, I don't necessarily need a car. Living in Chicago, and then there's a train that um, goes to and from Wisconsin that gets me generally where I need to go. But where was I going? Uh, so we're driving up and I think my weeks are very week to week none of them really look the same generally I try to do more uh, deep thinking work Monday through Thursday afternoon Thursday late morning I would say and then I have about like 12 hours to myself on Thursdays where I just can I can just be I can and what I typically do here is go downtown I get uh, get my haircuts on Thursday so I'll go in and then two weeks later I'll get like a touch-up and then two weeks later they then get like another haircut and I enjoy having conversations with uh, I don't know if you call it a stylist or my my gal Emily, Emily Roos. And uh, then I go to the Art Institute. I'll go to a coffee shop. Um, you know, just, it's just like, you know, do a little note, note stuff, take some notes, writing. Then the Art Institute, uh, Athletic Association. And if I'm downtown uh, long enough, like late, later, like eight or nine. Well, at this time, around nine, nine thirty. Then I have a friend that DJs at Arbella on Grand and River North, and that place is so cool. It's like this Parisian style, New York kind of like cocktail bar. Oh man, it's so fun. And he plays he plays really good music, like like funk music, just like good vibes. Um, a lot of creative types around mingling. Um, I started going there in January because I thought one of my like New Year's resolutions was just to go out a little bit more. It sounds totally strange because I'm out a lot, but be more social, I suppose. Because during COVID, I really like bunkered down and just like worked nonstop. Um, and I noticed that that 
I was feeling like kind of isolated and lonely. So I had to like make extra effort to be more social. So I've had to find, you know, more uh, social scenes that I enjoy. The Art Institute, like, I, I used to go like once or twice a week, sometimes three times a week, like every week, and just absorb everything and learn and steal ideas. And uh, I don't know, there's kind of a lull now. I just don't enjoy it the way I used to. And I've been doing it since like 2018, right? Like, and it's just kind of lost its fun. So now basically what I do is uh, conduct science experiments, social science experiments, where like, I'll sit on a bench and then I'll just wait like 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, usually 15 to 20 minutes. And then just see who sits down next to me. And then I choose whether or not to engage in conversation based on that. And so there's all these different variables and like uh, results. I won't get into it, but it's, uh, it's quite interesting. Um, getting back to what I was kind of mentioning before is that like each week looks different and then after that Thursday I have more like social work like I'm working in social environments more with people and um, and then I like sit down and then envision again what the next week is going to look like it could just be like every week can be totally different and it requires a lot of mental agility and flexibility. Because I'm thinking of like both long-term and short-term goals and combining them in a way where I can execute both at the same time. And I think it requires, a, it's, it's a lot of uh, cognitive, uh, what do you call that? Cognitive, like, requires like very high level cognitive skills. But that's what I work on, because I, I believe the 21st century is all about your cognitive and communication skills. So the better you get at those, um, the like, the grander life you will live. You will live the life of your dreams if you're able to really like merge these together in a way that works for you and your life. Um, and I think a good way to explain this is or demonstrate it. Sooner or later, one of us must know. Supposed to do. Sooner or later, one of us must go. 
close to you. I uh, read the Bill Belichick biography, and the way Belichick approaches each week, so he he wants players that are intelligent, tough, versatile, uh, self-sacrifice, and um, uh, there's like one other element. But the game plan for each week, each game, can be totally different. And it's like creating a strategy that works for this week. It will be effective this week in getting the win, right? So if we think about each week, it's like we're thinking long term. Long term for the Patriots or Belichick is to win a Super Bowl. Mine is to live the life of my dreams on my own terms and live with fulfillment and meaning and deep relationships and uh, gratitude and just like just live an awesome life, right? But in order to get there, you have to hit checkpoints. You have to do certain things, make certain moves, right? So in the week, so each week, uh, got a little traffic um, so it's like to get to that point each week you have to identify what is our strategy this week to get the win or the W uh, to get what we need done this week for that step to get there right um, so so it's very like open open-ended enjoying some music right now uh, so there and there's all these different things that help um, A lot of times you can get work done by not working. <laughs> and it sounds very counterproductive or intuitive, counterintuitive or whatever, but like, if you go on a walk, most of your problems can be solved on a walk or a lot of big, uh, I come up with a lot of solutions on walks or being in nature, just being away, away from a computer. Like, my philosophy is, is based on what is natural. And this comes from, you know, reading philosophy, developing my own philosophy, going to the Field Museum a lot, and just learning, um, talking to physicists, biologists, engineers, like, uh, um, you know, what I... I base a lot of my decisions on the question, answering the question, is this natural or unnatural? So for instance, being in front of a, a computer screen for say eight hours a day, to me, seems unnatural. So I'm 
chose, I choose not to do it. But you still have to be, you still have to get stuff done, right? So how do you do that? You figure out ways to be productive, even more productive than if you were in front of a computer. So then when you are in front of a computer, you're very precise and you don't waste time in what you're doing. And uh, that's kind of the, a big concept that I incorporate into my life is precision. Like my fundamentals are so strong and I'm, my mind is able to be so open and free that I can just make like really good decisions and be highly effective by just making those moves. Memphis Blues again. I think this is my favorite song. This is my favorite song on Blonde on Blonde.
um, yeah, like I'm at this like point of life where I've worked on my fundamentals for four years, for over four years. And what people don't understand is that the stronger your fundamentals are, the more effective you are as a human being. And so life, life is all about decision making. And if you have very strong fundamentals, you're going to make better decisions. And with discipline in your habits and um, discipline in like your habits and fundamentals, you're able to like be more extemporaneous, more spontaneous, more free. So the I'm just like shocked how we don't talk more about this in America is the more disciplined you are, the more freedom you'll have. It's that simple. So you can live a life where, hey, I want to go hang out with my family who lives in rural Wisconsin. I'll just drive from Chicago on a Wednesday, hang out, take a walk in the woods, camp out on the farm, hang out and just go back <laughs> you know and it's the same thing I noticed when I went to the bachelor party is like my schedule is like the most free you know so yeah I'll go to Vegas a day early and then I'll stay in Vegas a day later after we go to uh, Page Arizona in the middle of nowhere in this beautiful loving environment with 12 um thoughtful men it was such a wonderful time and if you like I'm able to do trips like that and that flexibility I attribute a lot to just fundamentals and discipline and just get work done ahead of time so that you're free And the tools we have available in the 21st century allow you to do this more than any other era in human history. You know, when we're recording this, we're using three iPhones, right? So I have one that's the main video, I got one with the audio, and then I got one that's just playing some, some Bob Dylan. <laughs> we're just listening to music, and it's fun. Um, I feel so blessed and grateful to be living in the 21st century. We're living in the greatest time in human history. Um, and I don't, I don't take that lightly. I don't take it for granted. I make the most of it. And I hope to share that same perspective with other people because it's real and I think people will open their eyes more about reality like objectively the world we live in 
what humans have created through work and sacrifice and uh, commitment, collaboration. Man, we are living not in a perfect world, but in a better world than ever before. And that that is exciting to me, and I'm excited to collaborate with other people and just create the future that we envision. It's exciting to me. It's exciting to me that I have trouble sleeping because I'm so excited for the next day. Because I know I can just I can work on my dreams. I can work on the future. I can create what I envision by taking small steps every day. It's fun. It's fun. Apex Dylan and uh, I enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot. 